today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about uh, what's happening. Well, we spent a lot of time about the vaccination program, and it's all tied together, I guess, with what's happening in the United States, because uh, uh, that's the comparative that we're obviously being stacked up against here. And uh, a number of things are happening. Uh, U.S. President Joe Biden is going to address a joint session of Congress on Wednesday night. Uh, Mary Alice Parks has some of those details. President Biden preparing to address a joint session of Congress where he'll lay out the promises for his next 100 days in office and beyond. His big push now, that massive $2 trillion infrastructure plan. The president says it will create millions of jobs. It's a plan the majority of Americans support. But as the nation deals with a surge of mass shootings, advocates are pressing the White House to do more to curb gun violence. The administration calling on Congress to step up on gun reform and police reform. Lawmakers hopeful for a bipartisan compromise there. Been an active week uh, south of the border, especially in the political uh, landscape. Uh, joining us to talk about all this is Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at Carleton University, uh, with uh, an accent towards obviously what's happened in U.S. politics, which has been pretty lively over the last number of years. Elliot, hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us again today. Uh, good morning, Bill. Yes, thank you. I'm doing fine, enjoying early spring weather in Ottawa when it isn't snowing. Exactly. Well, it, just, it was rather ironic. I mean, last uh, Wednesday, I guess, well, Tuesday they here, came here to cut our grass, and Wednesday they were shoveling snow in the same spot. So that's that's April for you, I suppose. That's what happens. Uh, let, let's talk about a barometer that they've been using in the United States for quite some time, and I guess other jurisdictions too, but I mean, obviously it gets more media there. The first 100 days of a new administration. Uh, I don't know why they picked that number. It's a nice round number, I guess. But basically, after that first 100 days, it's like there's a report card that comes out and says, okay, what did you promise what have you accomplished in those first hundred days uh using that as the as the yardstick what's the assessment on joe biden in these first hundred days because we're very i guess we're just a couple of days away from that 100 day marker yes we are and uh, he's got his joint address to the joint uh, session of parliament basically on his 100th day and he will he will have his own balance sheet there where he's going to claim a lot of success and say here's where we want to go next well, how do we measure this? The, the idea of the first 100 days comes, I think, out of the Roosevelt era. It uh-huh. wasn't anything, it's nothing in the Constitution, no. but a, a progress report. And then the notion that you really got 100 days to get something done. There's a honeymoon period, and after that, it's going to be tough slogging. So you'd better move fast and uh, maybe break things. <laughs> that's the high-tech one. So that, that's, uh, that's the situation. Where are we now? We have some polling on that. The polling, uh, broad brush polling, polling shows that he's at something like 52% and uh, approval, 43 disapproval, which is approximately what Donald Trump's <laughs> inverse <laughs> relationship was. Uh, he's about 10 points higher than Donald Trump ever got, and certainly after uh, the first 100 days. But he's well below Barack Obama and, uh, and also uh, some of the earlier presidents. So where is he on this? In the modern era, he seems to be doing quite well indeed. He set his own guidelines. Here's what I want to do, and here's what I'm... Now we can say, has he done it? And by his own standards, I think, he's, he's made a lot of progress. Uh, here's, here's an indicator. Just yesterday, the person who... Kevin McCarthy, who's the leader of the Republicans in the House who may well become Speaker of the House in 560 days, said, we elected, America thought they elected a moderate, but what they got was a socialist, which in American parlance is a really bad thing. So he's, he's exceeded expectations on 
uh, his aspirations and his accomplishments. There's an interesting yeah, play on words here. Biden is, first of all, the Republicans try to characterize him as a doddering old man who's you know probably only going to last a couple of months and then have to retire uh, because he doesn't know what's going on in the world. Uh, he's proven to be anything but that uh, with the way that he's reacted. So I, I can understand why people like McCarthy and, and others, you know, the, the Ted Cruz's and others, would double down on that stuff that you know he's he's such a radical. You know that the OAC and and Bernie are running the party right now, and this is what it's all about. Uh, but uh, the the question I wanted to ask you about that, though, Elliot, is Biden, he has sh- certainly shifted. I mean, you know, he's certainly not the guy that was in the Senate 25 years ago. Of course not. If he would be, he wouldn't be president right now. The times have changed, haven't they? And I think he's understanding exactly that that has happened, and he has to change with them. I think the it's both looking back and looking forward. Uh, he has really done very clever packaging to do something that he's not announcing. That is, he really is broadly, I think, attempting to shift the socioeconomic uh, balance within America. I think he's attempting to, um, to really say that without packaging it as a single package, if you look at the individual components, that we are now going to take power, uh, and this is classical uh, democratic politics, we're going to take power away from the from the the wealthiest, and we're going to redistribute it to what we hope will be a, a reemergent middle class, and we're going to help the poor. I think he's really a a New Deal Democrat. He's a he's a old fashioned Democrat, packaging what he's doing now in the contemporary environment. Simply because the the needs and and I think you know the desires of the country have changed dramatically. Uh, of course, he was not a, a strong environmentalist thirty years ago, but not too many people were. Uh, but you know, these, which probably has led to the circumstance that we find ourselves in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it's 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 ironic to see the criticism to see what's going on here because basically. I mean, he's he's doing essentially what the Democratic Party said they were going to do, vis-a-vis green issues, environmental issues, uh, a number of different things that he's done there. Uh, but I'm finding it interesting that especially one of the criticisms is that, uh, you know, he's not the guy that used to be. He used to be a middle-of-the-road guy that would always reach across the aisle to make deals, uh, and he doesn't seem to be doing that. He's not working with the Republicans. Uh, and these are, by the way, Republicans that are making that criticism. But the fact is, and I think the reality here, Elliot, the Republicans aren't working with him, so he's just said to hell with you well i think um, he he did genuinely welcome in in his earliest days uh, a group of republicans into sure. the office and apparently they were both sides kind of giddy <laughs> he kept them for two hours instead of you know half hour talk that they was going to have but ultimately the democrats cannot find 10 republicans in the senate uh, i call this the joe and joe conversation joe manson saying you know he's the he's the key person now west west virginia senator who's holding the balance of power he's a democrat but he's uh, uh, indeed a centrist <laughs> his state was carried by trump i thought you know 10 points 20 points so he is in a situation saying well i i think we have to be bipartisan and i think joe uh, biden who understands this he really understands the senate i think basically saying okay joe you deliver me 10 Republicans, and I'll be glad to work with them, but we aren't going to wait around forever. Uh, we're going to move ahead. So if we can work with Republicans, great. Deliver us. Bring them to me. But uh, no, we're going ahead. And if you take a look at the individual components of what he's doing, it's, I think, very well packaged uh, beyond my expectations for Democrats. Uh, they package this very cleverly so that he's had a COVID rescue plan. 
And then he's got a, a uh, jobs infrastructure plan, really a climate jobs plan, and now he's going to talk about family resilience. So each of those separately are very large uh, programs, and they're very a lot of money there. But if you stand back from it, what the Republicans are saying quite accurately, there's a lot of things in there that don't look like the traditional definitions of what those things are, and they don't like that. But uh, with the, I think Joe Biden is moving fast to really restructure America and the context within which, say, racial justice can then occur. If you change the context, you, it's, it's going to change the parameters within which actions happen. So it's not just we need a bill right now, which he's saying we do need in terms of police reform, but these flashpoints have to stop happening. To do that, you have to change the power dynamics within America, and I think that's what he's doing. Well, and, and and some would suggest not a moment too soon either. But I mean, you know, there's a there's a reality here too. I mean, this is this is not his first turn of politics. Uh, you talked about you know reaching across the aisle and trying to you know bring you know partnerships together, uh, and use the example of the pandemic relief bill, which you know was bandied about. Uh, not one senator voted for that not one republican senator voted for that uh it, but i have we just saw on tv last week a number of them have already sent notes up to the constituents say look what we're giving you now this is yeah. the exact so in other words they did but that's that's partisan politics they know damn well it was the right thing to do but they can't vote for him because he's a democrat and yeah. I, I, I juxtapose that with something you talked to us about a little while ago which i think is very germane to this biden was part of that first obama administration that was being vilified for not doing anything in the first term when they had the opportunity when they controlled the house and the senate and i don't think biden's going to make the same mistake and it's a bear bear control remember i mean it's 50 50 yeah in the senate and really just a handful of seats in the in the house and that could all go away uh in you know 18 and a half months or so a uh, year and a half or so uh, this could all switch so that his program could end up his agenda could end up being blocked uh, by losing the house and the senate or even just the House and not the Senate, but the chances right now are, and here's the gamble. Uh, the gamble is that um, modern history suggests that the party in power is going to lose seats in the House. The Democrats can't afford to lose any seats in the House, or it will flip to the Republicans. And in the Senate, uh, it's a bit more challenging for the Republicans, but if they play their cards well, you know, this is socialism and lots of transgender and culture war stuff and... Uh, a lot of gerrymandering, not only gerrymandering, but now these political uh, efforts to restrict who can vote and when they can vote and how they can vote. That's a different kind of gerrymandering, electoral politics gerrymandering. They could maybe uh, take the Senate as well. What Joe Biden is betting, I think, is that he can defy contemporary history where the party in power will lose seats uh, by saying, I'm putting you know, jabs in your arms and money in your pocket. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. You're going you're gonna to get this vaccination in terms of the 100 days. He promised 100. He's got 200 million people vaccinated so far, and everybody who wants one can have a shot within a very short time. So the possibility, the possibility exists that he's betting not only um, i got to move fast to get stuff done, but that's going to change a lot of the normal arithmetic of, of power. Yeah, he's, I think, aware of the realization that he doesn't have four years to get this done. He probably has two. And, and you know, he might get lucky in the midterms, but if he doesn't, he's at least going to have somebody of work to say, well, at least I got this done. Now these guys are, are you know, throwing up walls against me. But it's it's the politics within there, and I think he fully understands that. Uh, 
is the vaccination program his his ace here? I mean, he's going to play that obviously when he addresses the joint session to Congress this week, uh, and because the numbers there are astounding. As I still remember the day he said I wanted to get 100 million people vaccinated in the first 100 days. He's doubled that, uh, and and that's not all on Biden, but it is on his administration. Uh, one of his old Senate uh, mates from years ago, who's a Republican by the way, uh, basically said that uh, you know having known Biden, he said it was pretty clear there right from day one that he told his staff I want less talk and more action. I want to get things done in these first hundred days instead of platitudes and uh we haven't heard from ron klein the chief of staff or a lot of other people they're not there they're i guess doing their thing but it's just a matter of bring me results i want to see stuff get done here it's a it's a different attitude than the other administrations we've seen recently you don't see much of joe biden either uh, no. you know his historic record is he'll come out in front of a camera any camera and grab it and then ramble on and on and then say stuff that can be gotcha moments or gaffes as he said i'm a gaff machine he called himself none of that's happening now uh they are i think saying we're we're going to get out of people's faces and we're going to get the job done and we're going to tell people we got the job done and that's our that's our strategy going forward and of course, there are some anomalies to this. I mean, it's not, it's not all going to be sunshine and lollipops. Of course, the, there's the border issue, which is flaring up again, and uh, the idea about gun control, and, and and of course the race problems here, which are not going to go away overnight. Uh, but I, I don't want to say that things like the the COVID thing are the low hanging fruit because they're certainly not. There's an awful lot of work that goes into that. Uh, but these are issues he can get some immediate results on, as opposed to the, the the long game, which is really I think what you would categorize those other issues as. Yes, he's also making a, a real point. And again, it's not being made with a bullhorn, but the message is getting out repeatedly that Republicans actually support him, just not, in, not the elected Republicans, because the polling shows that majorities of the Americans, but including a majority of Republicans, really like the infrastructure bill. <laughs> they really like uh, the vaccination progress. So he's saying, I have done what I said I was going to do on my inauguration day. I brought unity and, you know, some quiet uh, to America. And if you take a look at uh, the polling, he's saying you'll, you'll hear a lot more of this coming up the next week. Uh, I've succeeded. I brought America together, just not these, these, uh, these Republicans in, in, the, in the Senate and the House, but Republicans in the country and Democrats in the country. We all want to get something done. It's just too bad these elected Republicans don't want to go along. Well, and there is that, that big chasm between the two of them there. You know, Mitch McConnell is being Mitch McConnell again, uh, you know, although we thought that there might have been a, a break from that, uh, the first couple of comments he made in the administration. But they've, they've, they've resorted back to their comfort zone, really, haven't they? Yeah, just saying no. It's been interesting for me to hear all the comparisons. Joe Biden isn't It's going to be an FDR. No, he's going to be an LBJ, remember FDR had the New Deal and yeah. OBJ packaged, but he collectively labeled what he was doing in a whole bunch of areas as, uh, you know, the great society. But Joe Biden deliberately isn't. So people are saying, no, he's really not that. He's really, uh, he's really Harry Truman, just a, a plain, ordinary <laughs> guy that does the right thing and gets credit for it. And he wins re-election as we, you know, got a, he won that election. Now the latest is, no, no, he's, what, he, what we find of Joe Biden is he's the anti-Reagan. Reagan was the one who said you know, the most dangerous words in the American language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. Ha ha, big joke. Uh, but now Joe Biden is saying, America is suffering and I'm here to help you. And remember that when, when the polling day comes. Elliot, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time today and for your perspective. It's always appreciated. Oh, you're very welcome, Bill.
Take care. Elliot Tepper, of course, uh, Emeritus Professor at Carleton University, specializing in U.S. politics. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.